Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Welcome, welcome back. It is always so good to be here with you. It means so much that you listen. If you want to like, subscribe, review, comment on the show, please do so wherever you're listening to this. It does make a huge difference, and I'm just so glad that you're here today. As we head into the holidays, I think everyone starts thinking about their families and their relationships to their loved ones, whether it's family or indirect family, acquaintances, the people that you spend the holidays and quote-unquote family time with. I think it becomes at the forefront of lots of radio stations and news articles. How am I going to deal with my family? And so this year has been different for me personally as I am not with my family for the first time. I'm trying to think. I, I don't think in my... I don't think ever in all my travels and all of my life I've spent a Christmas away from home. So it's an interesting holiday season for me this year and it's definitely led to feelings of isolation and feeling like I don't belong or maybe I've been forgotten and that's a tough mind space to be in, right? Like does anybody care? I'm in this whole other place and yeah, I'll get a text message or have a phone call but it doesn't just really doesn't feel the same for not together and I know that depending on where you're living you might not be getting together for a multitude of reasons so if it is a time that you're feeling isolated holiday season or not um, I'd really like to talk through a couple things that help me and actually help me outside of family situations now that is not to say I have family situations all worked out I don't I have really challenging relationships in my family that I haven't figured out and that's just It is what it is for multiple reasons, and I think that everybody's got the aunt, uncle, parent, sibling, child, stuff, step-parents, step-sibling, you know, whatever your family makeup is, it can be really challenging, and I think the holidays just highlights that, but it doesn't mean it goes away after December 25th, right? And so even though it might be at the forefront of your mind, Certainly, we're looking for ways to navigate this outside of the one or two week period um, a year that we're forced, forced, quote unquote, you know, we get involved with our families. So what do I do? Uh, Well, this year I'm just not around. So that's one way to circumvent the family challenge stuff. But I think overall, even if you avoid it, you're still going to have those issues and not even that it matters I mean, it obviously matters if you have issues with another person. It impacts you both. But I think for our own mental well-being and sanity, it's really important to consider this for ourselves. Because if there's a lack of peace or some sort of unrest or uneasiness in when you think and associate to a certain person, relationship, situation, environment, there's a reason And I think it changes our experience. And so we have an opportunity there. I do some very interesting work with veterans. So first responders and military. Um, And what I find is they're most of the times the people that I'm working with are diagnosed with PTSD. I also work with their partners. So their wife or significant other husband. Um, And... I see a very interesting a very interesting thing happen, a theme that happens there 
with people who have been diagnosed with PTSD and it's oftentimes there is a part of themselves that they just want to ignore and so we do it externally in our family and we also do it internally and there's a parallel so if there's a you know a procrastinator part of yourself or lazy you know you label it that way or angry impatient um part of yourself we start seeing that in our external world right there's a concept that people are just mirrors to ourselves so i think it's just an opportunity to do some self-discovery and so i'd love to do that with you today so if you are just listening and don't want to take any kind of notes i totally feel you on that you can just listen through if this is something that you want to delve into deeper i would just invite you now to have whatever note-taking tool you use whether that is good old pen and paper journal or an online tool but this is really something that you can sort of delve into today for yourself because we do have different parts i got exposed to this a few years ago actually um it's called internal family systems and they call it transformative psychotherapy it's by dr richard schwartz um who really began this movement of healing trauma and restoring wholeness with the ifs model the internal family systems model and the general idea using this model is that the nature of the mind is subdivided into an indeterminate number of subpersonalities or parts. So every self, if you think of the Kalina, you know, the parts of Kalina or the parts of Sarah or the parts of Megan or the parts of Peter, um, then every person's mental system has multiple subpersonalities or families within that mental system. And so it's kind of interesting because I've seen a couple of there's a movie I think it's called Split um where it's a a guy with 21 or something personalities um and you know it's easy to think of it as that as what we've heard of as multiple personality disorder but um 24 sorry so it's Split it was made in 2016 American film starring James McAvoy um so it's a psychological horror film and essentially he's got 24 different personalities very kind of dark if you're into that but you know that's not what we're talking about here we're not talking about multiple personality disorder where it's either unregulated or you know a psychological disorder from what's defined as that so you know that that's not what we're not talking about an extreme um idea but the premise is that there are no bad parts so the idea often um what i've seen with some different types of modalities is sort of like okay label the bad parts give them a name and then kind of you know cast them aside or give them you know and then i'm talking about specifically in ptsd some some therapists will talk about okay um you've got you the the you that you're okay with and then you the ptsd you and that's the angry impatient overflowing and this is you know you can attach this to whether or not you have a clinical diagnosis of ptsd but what they do is they say the ptsd you and and that's not you and you need to cast it away or not you know it's not you it's the ptsd and while there's probably a time and a place my philosophy from what i've seen learned and experienced personally is i just don't agree with that i don't agree with it because I think one, with PTSD, there are a lot of somatic, so body physiological triggers 
that will trigger outbursts or responses in PTSD patients. And two, of course it's part of us. It's a part of our body and it's a part of our mind and it's a part of our experience. So just because somebody's having an outburst, it doesn't mean it's somebody different. I think it's a real problem when we say the quote-unquote negative part of ourselves is not us. That's not me. That's not who I want to be. Is better, but not you. I think it's fundamentally wrong. And that's why I really like... um, the internal family systems model and I'll post to it so if you want to read more I think it's really amazing because the goals are to achieve balance and harmony within the internal system you're being an effective leader in the system you're able to look at the different parts of yourself and then integrate them and take the lead so it's not the idea is not that let's say you have a fearful part of yourself and the fearful part of yourself says no, we're not going on vacation. It's risky. Can't fly right now. What if I get sick? What if the plane crashes? Um, you know, I've got plants. Shouldn't do it. When that part of yourself is talking, the fearful part of yourself is talking. If you let that part lead your whole life, that's the kind of life you're going to get. You know the trajectory, right? You're going to stay at home and lock yourself in your room and that's who's guiding you. The idea is to put yourself in the lead and respect back to the different parts of yourself but ultimately the decision making is with the self that leader amongst the different parts um so without making this a whole episode maybe i i love this stuff so maybe it can be a whole episode in and of itself to delve in further into internal family systems but i think around the holidays we get triggered because certain people bring out certain parts of ourselves Either they're the opposite or they are the same way. If you have, you know, if one of your parents is really frugal, that brings out the kind of cheap frugal part of you and you spend the whole time over dinner talking about how expensive things are getting and how you're trying to save money and it brings out that part of you. And then you leave because, or you are in the situation really feeling like you don't like that part of yourself and that person was exhibiting that to you and you fell into letting that part of yourself lead or you're simply in that feeling of fear or whatever judging people and gossiping or um yeah being critical uh or angry (laughs) aggressive and angry um you know if people start drinking or they're just angry by nature or impatient or if they're critical it all kind of spills over and that's when we talk about you know I don't like the vibe of a place. I don't like being around these people. It's like, well, there are specific things that they're bringing out and bringing to the environment that we don't agree with. So I love internal family systems as a means of really taking a bit of control back, I think. And this is obviously easy for me to say being far away from my family and not being triggered by all the things that happen that lead me to often feel very frustrated in the holiday season, not included um, and having a real chip on my shoulder about a lot of things that go on in my family. Uh, you know, easy, easy for me to sit here and go, just look at the parts of yourself and don't worry about the holiday season. But I think it's an opportunity at the very least. And if you can't catch yourself this holiday season, big deal. Maybe you can learn from it. And that's what I'm trying to say here is look at the things that really bother you about your family that really piss you off about having to spend a week you know do you find it boring are you criticized is it 
not inclusive somehow? Do you feel like you can't be yourself? You've got to kind of put on an act and people please. What is it about the environment that bothers you? Because just saying it's annoying or I don't want to be there or I don't like my aunt that shows up. Like that's not really enough, I think, to be able to actually uncover and do something about it. And then I also think we can look at the part of ourselves that's kind of guiding this dialogue of, oh, it's a family event. It's going to be a shitty time. Well, okay. Why, why are you saying that? Well, as a kid, you know, it was always this, this, and this. And so it continues to be, again, whatever, not fun, um, criticism, annoying, and you can't let those things roll off your shoulder. And I think that's the thing, right? We're not looking for the external to change. We're not looking for the other people to change. Um, because that gives us no control or power whatsoever. But we are looking for our responses and the way we show up to the table to change. Because in my experience so far, it's very difficult for somebody to be critical, judgmental, go down an hour-long tirade of what's wrong with you if you simply won't engage with that. If you set a boundary there, which is hard, obviously, if you're in a certain pattern with people. But that is the opportunity to say, these are the things that happen in the holiday season that I'm really not okay with. And I'm really not willing to go down that road with you today. I want to have a good time here. And this is not conducive to that. So we either stop and redirect or I'm going to have to leave. And I think that that can be met with a lot of resistance. If you, you know, and you're not threatening. The idea is not to threaten and just lay down crazy claims. The idea is to... Hold true to whatever values and set of standards that you are living by throughout the year on your own when you're not with your parents or family. Um, It's really to continue to live by them and not get sucked back into old patterns that family environments can so easily bring to the surface. So even if spending time with your family and maybe it's not, maybe you're not listening to this at Christmas. Maybe this is just you go visit your family every Sunday or used to live with your family or whenever you go visit similar deal right and if you have this list of look they're super critical they're super judgmental they don't agree with what I do in all areas of my life or some areas of my life the opportunity is okay what part of myself agrees with them that's a tough one (laughs) when someone's critical of you and they touch upon that's why things bother us obviously right they touch upon a nerve that we have that deep-rooted fear the fear in ourselves says damn it mom that's what i've been worried about the whole time now you're bringing it up you're putting salt on a wound ouch stop it you're annoying me but it's because they've touched on something that's already within the fearful part of you So let's look at the fearful part of you so that if somebody says something, they're not catching you off guard. You know that those are your sensitive spots. You know, like if you want to even pause the podcast right now and just write, you know, what are the things you're afraid of? Are you worried about money right now? Are you worried about your marriage, your relationship, your dating life? Are you single? And it's like, God, don't talk to me about this. This is a sore spot. Are you worried about your spirituality? Are you worried about your job different maybe from money like what are that your health your physical appearance do they come at you with body stuff you're eating enough you're not eating enough like you gained weight you're looking good like you wait for them to give you that affirmation 
what are the, those main areas let's say body mind spirit or money like career uh, physical relationships however you want to kind of segment your life what what are you afraid of what's that fearful part of you saying because if you can get a hold of and i don't mean that fear goes away but if you at least know the things that you're insecure about oh i really want to be an overachiever but actually i just got fired or i didn't get the promotion or i didn't finish the thing i was supposed to finish I'm not making the money I want to be making, whatever. People, when they touch upon those things, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it on them. But really, it's about you. So if you can get clear on what your fears are, I think that's a very good first step in actually changing your life down the road as well. Um, And by down the road, I mean when you think it through further. Because if you're clear on, okay, I'm worried about money. I'm worried about my relationship. And here's why. So not just broad categories, but here's why. And what specifically is worrying you in those arenas. That's when you can actually start to do something about those fears. Rather than just running around with them on repeat. Um, there's a very interesting concept around cognitive distortions. And we really are in a very autopilot habituated way of thinking. That doesn't serve us at all. When it comes to the person we, we want to be. Or the part of us. If we go with this theme of IFS. Internal family systems. The part of us that we want to, which is this, the self, that aggregation of all the parts of ourselves that regulates what we do, that can, leads us, that part is being led by the fear, by the worry, rather than the confident part of us. So Max just came to say hello. My lovely dog is here with me now. He was barking, so I think he's loving what we're talking about. Uh... <laughs> So I think the opportunity here is if you're going into a situation knowing your soft spots very clearly, you've written it out or you've thought it through, you know, whatever. Um, you, if you're recently broken up with someone or whatever those sore spots are that, hey, I haven't found a job yet. I'm feeling insecure about this or that. You can, when someone... If someone comes to you and brings that up to you or, you know, you feel left out, you don't feel like you belong, whatever these things are, you can do something about it when you're in the scenario. So, you know, hey, I often feel left out because, you know, they, they've already decorated the tree and done everything and I show up and I feel whatever. I don't get <laughs> any ways to interact and I kind of just have to eat whatever was made and I don't get any control in what's being served like wherever your pain point is that you're like this annoys me then before you go you can impact it you can okay I'm gonna make my favorite dish you know because I don't like what they serve or I'm going to bring a friend and ask if that's okay to have some social support because I don't have my partner with me this year Uh, And I want somebody that I know is on my team. Or um, I'm only going to come for a couple hours. Or, hey, I'll offer to come earlier to set up the tree so that I feel I'm a part of the holiday season. Rather than just seeing them at Christmas. Or, like, whatever's doable in your life and budget and, you know, all the constraints. But when you know what your fears are, you can make a concerted choice. And if it is, hey, you know what? My life feels like it's off the rails right now. I don't want to be here. And that's what I need for myself this year. Then you do that. And of course, if you're doing that every year all the time, there might be something to look into. 
But the idea is that you are letting yourself lead your life and not fear, obligation, people-pleasing, goody-two-shoes, you know, or strong, strong and steady, the strong but silent type, whatever, however you show up. You know, for me and my family, I always feel like I have to be okay. And if I'm upset about something, it's like I'm being dramatic and it's my emotions are not valid. And why am I so upset by this? And, and, you know, a lot of the times that's a dissonance that I feel like I can't share how I feel without the other people feeling attacked when really it's just my feeling and it's not validated. And I have a hard time with that because then it's just, okay, well, then I won't show anything. And then you've got a group of people at the table talking a whole lot about nothing, not really knowing what's going on in each other's lives truly in their lived experience. And it feels superficial. And there are all these different things running underneath the table or (laughs) under the radar, if you will, that aren't ever addressed. And I'm not saying, you know, you should start throwing the turkey and have a screaming match and life arguments at Christmas dinner, but I'm saying... It's also an opportunity to look at, okay, are there things I'm sweeping under the rug with these people, my my family, that I want to address at different times of the year? So it's just, I think it's a time to take stock of what parts are running ourselves and what are we hiding and what are we avoiding and all of that. It's such a great opportunity to do that ahead of time before we get into the eye of the storm, if you will. And then... I think in the moment, what you do during, you know, on game day is you really have those clear boundaries defined. So if your dad's on your, you know, on your back again about you getting a promotion or getting a raise or you're not making enough money or you're not moving fast enough, it's like you're super clear. It's like, hey, dad, you know, I'm on it and I'm having a tough time with this right now. I'm doing some stuff about it, but I'd really prefer if we didn't get into this right now so we can enjoy our time. And if they, you know, if that doesn't work and they just keep on you about it, then it's like, look, at some point, look, you know, I'm doing the best I can. And I think at that point, when you've set the the limit, you have the opportunity to walk away, leave the room, go join another conversation. And if it's during mealtime, you know, it's like, hey, I gotta, I gotta cool down. I'm gonna go take a walk. I'm gonna go throw around the ball with the dog or, you know, whatever you can do to reset that moment and get out of that environment and change where you're at even if whatever people are going to think who who cares if you can retain your your sanity um because they're going to judge you either way they're going to judge you if you fight back and they're going to judge you if you don't they're going to judge you if you leave they're going to judge you if you stay so this judgment thing around family and worrying about what they think is just the most crippling thing i think that happens in the holiday season is crippling crippling (laughs) with family relationships i think you know, there's so much to be thankful for, obviously, with having a family, being able to go. Don't get me wrong, right? I understand the level of privilege that get, go, is involved with even having a family to spend time with. So, so many layers to this, but I know the general sentiment around family time is, oh, i got to see this person who makes me feel this way and I don't like it. So, a bit of a dosing of gratitude is probably also an opportunity for us to say, hey, thank God I even have these people to to call family even if they are wacky and crazy it's something that i watched this movie actually on on netflix god what's it called it was an older one 
It is, I believe, yeah, so Jodie Foster, who I love. Jodie Foster directed it. It's called Home for the Holidays from 1995. Oldie but a goodie. Essentially, it's it's exactly this <laughs> encapsulated in a movie where you are, this this woman goes home for the holidays and it's just an absolute mess. So if you're looking for a good <laughs> a good movie to represent this, but it's for Thanksgiving that she's going home. But same sentiment of like, oh my God, I got to face my family. Um, so if you're looking for a lighthearted thing to watch, that's a really good one that I love. Uh, <laughs> but overall, I think that the strategy here is getting really clear on those hangups that you have ahead of time. And then two, really making a a game plan for what if I am too uncomfortable? What is my escape plan? Um, you know, are the two real steps here, like setting yourself up for success. What do I need to show up here? What am I worried about? What are some buffers that I can have with people that make me uncomfortable, physical or kind of conversational buffers? And then, you know, really getting out when you need to get out, right? So if you decide, hey, I never feel included. So I'm going to go and help decorate the tree and I'm going to prepare some side dish and I'm also going to help set up the house before everybody arrives and that's going to be my contribution I'm good with that they might not be it might be too much or too little but this is what I have decided I'm good with based on you know what I've reasoned and this is what I'm willing to show up with and so you go and you do that and you're you feel good about it in yourself and then if there's criticism you feel good so there's no poking holes in what you've done there's no guilt there's no shame because you know that you made this call on how you're going to interact that you feel aligned with so that's how i say you deal with your family all the time not foolproof still going to be messy but feels a hell of a lot better when you're on your own side and you know where you're coming from so i hope you enjoy the holidays and every day that you get with your family because at the end of the day we are very lucky to have them and i'll talk to you in the next episode when it comes to starting up and closing chapters of your life. I know we do it during New Year's, but really we have a chance to do this every single day. So see you in the next episode on how to handle beginnings and endings.